if you're sitting with someone you've never met, why don't you take a minute just to say hello, introduce yourself, tell them your passwords, all those types of things. Always want to make sure everybody feels welcome, everyone feels loved. For those that are up the back, there, um, there's a spare table just here, just say. Well, I can move. Uh, okay, so kids are in today, uh, but Youth Connect, are you going to say in? Scrap that. Kids are in, youth is in, we're all in. Oh, that sounds really good. It's like a slogan or something. We're all in. Um, so just before I start, and I assume the introductions are finished. Yep, excellent. Everyone's greeted someone, which is excellent. Uh, I would just like uh, to let parents know that uh, I have three children. I have one grandchild. Uh, the kids can't make too much noise. It bothers me. So please don't feel like you need to shush them or take them out. If it doesn't bother me, we're all good. Yeah, so feel very, very welcome to make here part of your extended family. That's right, buddy. Well done. That's my grandson. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm probably just giving an excuse that he's going to make noise so you guys can make noise, you know? Indeed, indeed. So uh, last week, Jeff was sharing with us uh, the January series about lightening the load. Look at that. It's amazing. And I got the amazing privilege to speak today about fear. I'm going to need a bit of help though. Not from you this time. Because, you know, it's really interesting when we talk about fears. Uh, I will talk in a couple of minutes about the, um, the fears are absolutely real, yeah? So, top five fears in the world. Anybody want to have a guess of what one might be? And I, look, I'm going to, I have cheated. I put two that are very similar together, so I squeezed in six. So, what are fears that you think that a lot of people have? Heights. Heights. Excellent. That's one of them. Speaking in public. Are you sure? <laughs> it's so interesting because my profession is teaching and uh, I find it really easy. Uh, I, I'm surprised that people listen. But uh, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised sometimes I listen. But yeah, public speaking. Great. So we've got heights. We've got public speaking. Fear. Sorry? Fear. Hunger. Fear of hunger? Okay. It's not in my top five, but I'll, I'll take it. Yep. Any others? Failure. Failure? Oh, that's a bit deep. It's pretty early Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, fear of failure. It's not on my list, but it's definitely one. Death, yep, I think that's in the top ten, but I didn't list the top ten, I list the top five. What about um, going outside into nature? Spiders. Yeah, spiders and snakes. I put those ones together. That's the one I cheated on. Let's see, what else What else have I got? Heights, I've got, ooh, actually it's interesting, fear of flying. Uh, now, I, I wouldn't put that in my, t I, l I love being in an airplane and the thrill of taking off. I love it. If we could just do that again and again and again, I love it. Apparently not everybody. 
Uh, what's the last one? Oh, yeah. Uh, the one that I'm going to tell a quick story about. So, again, this is outdoors, but it's not... Um, well, it's in the water. Anyone want to have a guess? Sharks. sharks. Drowning. Yep, yep, sharks and drowning. Now, it's really interesting because, you know, when we talk about fears, and uh, here's what I would like to get across. So, if you don't hear anything else today, please hear this. The fears that we currently hold are valid because they help us either... Uh, move away from something or they may well you know it, they are valid so please hear me when I talk about we would like to try and move on from our fears or work on our fears so they're not as binding or holding as they currently are but just can't stay there you know God wants us to move forward but I do want to validate wherever you may be so it may not look like, but uh, I love swimming. And when we first came to the coast, uh, I used to do a lot of running. So I'd, I'd run with the Terrigal Trotters, number 771 represent. Um, and after the runs, the, a lot of them would actually, for recovery, go for a swim at Terrigal, which I thought was great. That's really good for them. But I had a little bit of a fear of sharks. But then these guys would swim out to Goldie. Yes, it has a name. Uh, it's about 150, maybe 180 metres out. Then you've got the Southern Boy, then you've got the Northern Boy, then you've got Fort Denison, which is the red one. So next time you go to Terrigal, you can sound like a swimmer by naming them, if you wish. And I would say to Pete, hey, Pete, I'm going for a swim, and I'd go out about 20 metres. <laughs> I couldn't go any further for my fear of sharks. At the time, it was valid. There are sharks in the water. But I kept working on it, working on it, working on it. It probably took me 18 months, maybe two years, to actually get out past the breakers and close to God. There were so many times that I was probably about 15 metres to Goldie and I just wanted to swim around it to come back and go, hey, look, I swam to Goldie, I swam to Goldie. But sometimes when the water is murky or if the water is rough or there's no one else out there, uh, my mind, maybe like yours, plays games with me. But I'd like to say now that no matter whether it's murky, no matter whether it's uh, I'm by myself, no matter whether the conditions are rough, I'll swim out to Goldie because I've told myself, look, I am a very important person, but I don't think that there's a shark just over there waiting for me to jump in the water. So through my validation of things like that, and, well, there's not many fish, so sharks eat fish, so therefore, there's no sharks. So then I jump in the water, do my swim, and I come back. Now, whether that works, well, I, I guess I swims. Uh, I do swim, so I guess it does work. Uh, you know, and maybe we can talk today about some other things that we can move on from our fears or maybe make them lesser the thing that they are. It's really interesting, too, that... Um, for some reason, maybe more and more prevalent, that fear is something that is more acceptable, more talked about, and maybe more well-known than it ever used to be. And I don't know if that's good or right, but we'll, we'll, we'll unpack it in a minute. You know, we also may have been brought up, and you know, this story is obviously for me, that you know, when it's raining outside, 
Michael, don't go play outside because if you play in the rain, you'll get a cold. Did anyone get told that? Yeah. Excellent, thank you. There's a few of us. Now, again, as growing up, you would have been told lots of things like that. You know, don't play near the road because you may get hit by a car. That's fair enough. It's sensible. But never crossing a road because of the fear of being hit by a car Maybe a little bit the other side. Maybe. We may have also developed fears from our past experiences. Uh, when I think of relationships, you know, maybe I don't want to commit to another relationship and that may be partner, it may be best friend, it may be a group of guys or girls that you want to hang out with because, you know, that takes work and sometimes you get burnt. It may even be that you've been part of connect groups for decades and, you know, connect groups are full of people and because it's full of people, they don't always work like they should. So when we talk about, you know, if you belong to this church and you're a member of our church, uh, it'd be great to be in a connect group. And I would understand why people may say, I don't know, you know, I've been in connect groups before and they're probably not for me. I would just encourage you, let's see if we can work on it. When uh, I um, got engaged to Pete 28 years ago, it was interesting, it brought up all these things from people going, you, you know, Michael, you're probably not doing the right thing. You know, you're young, you've only known her for a year or two, marriage may not be for you. A couple of years after that, I did some reflection and it was interesting, everyone who was very negative about me getting married was because of their relationships. And sometimes that's how fear works, isn't it? Because I, maybe I want to protect someone or maybe it's just my experience, but I'm going to push that onto you so we can share that for you. Maybe. One of my favourite acronyms, FOMO, fear of missing out. That's a fear, yeah. I have a swim group at Tawoon that post regularly that uh, they swim Thursday mornings, Friday mornings. They show pictures of how beautiful the beach is and I'm at work. FOMO. <laughs> uh, mind you, I didn't mention they're all retired. Fair enough. And it's interesting too, like I think, uh, I don't watch the news anymore uh, because I don't find it helpful. There's a lot of fear um, with interest rates, death, all those types of things. We are bombarded a lot around fears. Some valid, maybe some less valid. We've talked a lot about different fears, talked top, top five fears, we've talked about all these other types of fears, including FOMO, crossing a street, getting married, relationships, all those types of things. What does the Bible talk about when it comes to fear? Let's have a look. In Genesis 26, and I, I'm going to apologise, I went very, very easy on everyone today. There's no slides, there's no scriptures. Uh, if you want to follow along, you are more than welcome. If you'd like to listen, you're more than welcome. It's the second week of January. We'll all just chill out, shall we? <laughs> so this is in Genesis 26. If you want to fact check me, I don't mind at all. Uh, verse 24. God said to Isaac, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you. I'll multiply your descendants for my servant, 
Abraham's sake. In Joshua 1, 6 and 7, God said to Joshua, Be strong and of good courage, for to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to the fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe what to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded to you. Do not turn from the left or the right. May prosper wherever you go. So even God's talking about do not fear. And I also think of the story of uh, Jesus being born in a manger, which we reflected on a few weeks ago at Christmas, when the angels appeared to the shepherds. What was one of the first things the, the angels said? Yeah, don't be afraid, fear not. Which makes me think of sometimes when God turns up to us or God speaks to us, maybe the first thing or our response is, oh my gosh, it's God speaking to me. Multiple times in scripture he talks about, don't fear, it's just me, it's God. It was interesting from the one in Joshua too because as they, the Israelites were growing as a nation, God empowered Joshua to be strong and of good courage. Then Joshua turned to his officers and told them to be, be strong and of good courage. And it filtered down for a period of time all the way through to everybody that was hanging out in that tribe. I have one last, well, I have two, um, but I wanted to sneak this in here. Not sneak, but, you know, this is one of my favourite females in the Bible. So much so that I named one of my daughters, middle name, this name. Not this one, the other one. I have three favourite children. Wow, what a setup. So it says here in Judges 4, 14 to 21. Then Deborah, another great uh, female in the Old Testament, said to Barak, and I'm going to apologise, uh, I know a fair chunk about the Bible. Sometimes when we talk about the Midianites or the Canaanites or this person or that person, uh, I'm going to do the best to say it the way that I think it might be and you can tell me that I'm wrong later. I don't mind. Up for this day in which the Lord has delivered Caesarea into your hands, has the Lord... Has not the Lord gone before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And as the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all the armies with the edge of the sword before Barak, and Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. However, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heba, the Kenite. For there was peace between the Jabin king of Hazar and the house of Heba, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Caesarea and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me, do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket. Then he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened up a jug of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And as he said to her, Stand at the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you and says, Is there any man here? You shall say no. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg, and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple and went down to the ground for he was fast asleep and weary so he died. How awesome. 
this, this amazing woman of God wasn't fearful of the enemy's leader. In fact, you know, follow God and, well, you know, gave him a drink of milk. So, guys, be careful when someone gives you a drink of milk and a blanket that there's no ten pegs around. But I think of JL, you know, I would have probably been pretty fearful. This is the leader of the opposition that has fled his people and he's in her tent. He could have killed her. He could have done all these types of things. She would have been very fearful. Uh, but she was, you know, again, strong and courageous. When I think of the word fear as well, and look, I, I don't think fear is of God because there's so many biblical references of do not fear or fear not or be courageous. In fact, I think the opposite might be true. The opposite for me of fear is faith. If I let fear grab a hold of me and stop me and freeze me, I don't know if that's what God wants for me and for my his will for my life. So, it's pretty hard to step out in faith though, right? Thinking about the fears we talked about earlier, public speaking, heights. We have to be strong and courageous. And in a couple of minutes I'm going to talk about a couple of steps we could put in place because... There's no point in me talking about fear and that maybe to replace fear we should have things like faith or courage or strength and say, go on your way. Because that's not helpful to anybody. I'm not giving you any tools or um, things to take into that to, well, Michael, that's great for you. You've overcome your fear. You're amazing. What about me? Because often that will be the trap of fear sometimes. It's good for you, it works for you, it won't work for me. God's not like that. So, faith. Let's see what Jesus talked about when it comes to things like faith. In the New Testament, faith is talked about, uh, all you need is the uh, faith the size of a mustard seed. You need faith to move your mountains. In fact, what Jesus said uh, about faith uh, in a great storm in Matthew 8, 26. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the seas, and there was great calm. And the very next chapter are examples of people that had showed great faith. Matthew 9, 2, it says, Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And then later in that chapter, the, the Pharisees had a crack at Jesus about, well, you can't forgive sins. And he said, well, what would you like me to do? Say that he's healed or he'll, um, say that his sins are forgiven. Anyway. Also later in that same chapter, uh, verse 21 and 22, there's a woman with the issue of blood. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment. I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Two last things before I finish up. So what can we do when we have fear in our lives? Now again, I would say that fear is valid. I would say that fear 
is something that we can all have at different levels and at different things. So it's part of our lives. But one of the things I think we can do is pray. We can ask God to come and work on our behalf, to give us tools or to give us uh, even other people to encourage us in our whatever it is, our journey is of that fear. Now, whether it's something large like um, the heights or airplanes or you know, crossing the road or things like that, or it might be actually just a fear that might be unique to you. God loves you so very much that he loves you where you are, but he doesn't want you to stay there. And I think that if you asked him, then maybe he'd be just as keen to remove that fear as you may be. And when I say pray, I want to say two things. You can pray for yourself or by yourself, or you can ask others to pray for you as well. Both great, both helpful, both useful. Another thing we could do is share our fears with one another. Sometimes sharing stories of overcoming and safety can help us move away from those fears. For example, if um, I bump into people all the time that I tell them I'm going for a swim and they go, at the pool? No. At the ocean? Yep. Oh, I can't do that. Well, why don't you come with me and we'll see if we can swim together. Sharing, sharing is caring, wrong term. Uh, there, there's something about um, a problem shared as a problem halved. Now, that's obviously not a biblical reference, but um, sometimes when we share stuff amongst one another, we can either come up with new ideas that are outside our understanding, which is great, uh, or we can cheer one another on. If I had someone come with me and they swam the furthest that they've ever swum in the ocean, mate, I would be there cheering, cheering, cheering and making sure the sharks stay away. Okay, number three. Uh, learn to and put steps in our lives to move away from fear or the understanding of what might be there and the fear might be trying to tell you. So again, it's about validating the fear for what is it there for what is it telling me and can I say thank you and now can I move on? Um, sometimes we, uh, as growing up, we're all given you know, fears either from our parents or from uh, family or uh, maybe even teachers and maybe it was good to have that fear when you were young, crossing a street for example. But maybe as an adult it's something good to identify, realise and come to terms with. Is that lap two? Good job buddy. So honestly, I, I love them. They can keep running. I don't mind at all. Part four, or uh, um, point four. Read the Bible about overcomers of fear and champions of faith. If you're not sure where to start looking, Hebrews 11 is a great place to start. It's like the honour role of people of faith. Uh, so I think it starts around verse 12 that it starts talking about all our men and women of faith. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about, and well, Michael, that, there's nowhere in the Bible that talks about people of faith or people that are strong and courageous. Hebrews 11, just check it out, read the chapter. And for those that struggle with reading, like I must say that I'm going to confess something. Uh, I'm not an avid reader. So when someone tells me to read the Bible, sometimes I struggle. Is that a fear? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But can I say one thing that I really, really like? is I like listening to the Bible. So I may listen to a chapter at a time or I might listen to a small book 
while I go for a walk or some of that. Or just have it on when you're in the car or some of that. Don't be... Um, just because you may not be a great reader doesn't mean the Bible can't open for you. There's many times that I've heard God speak through the audible Bible that I've been listening to. So, move on, Michael. Point four. Speak out about being full of faith and courage. Speak to your mountains and fear. Now, even if you don't feel it, speaking about it is a really powerful thing. It may not go away the first time. It may not go away the second time. It may not go away 10, 20 times. But the more we speak to our fears and we speak through our faith and, hey, God, you know, I can't do this by myself. Can you help me, please? Then the more and more and more, it's like, you know, banging on a rock with a a hammer. You might break the rock probably the first time with the, the blow or the second time, maybe the hundredth time, maybe the thousandth time. So keep doing it. Six, practice being courageous and of good cheer for God is with us. So that, again, means that we may not eliminate our fears straight away. But I just want to encourage you, if you have fears that are valid and really uh, mess up some parts of your life, I would encourage you to talk to one another about it, encourage one another about it, take it to God, take it to the Bible, take it to me if you want, and we can pray together and we can try our best to put steps in place to move us forward away from those fears. Seven, last one. Reflect on your own overcoming stories of fear to faith and safety. Write it down, speak it out, share your testimony. It's really interesting because, um, you know, I think of being in January, we think about things like uh, New Year's resolutions and, you know, the things that I might have done last year that I want to continue doing or maybe I want to pick up a new habit or a new health kick or something like that. And uh, people that keep journals... Uh, it's a great thing to do because sometimes when we get discouraged, sometimes when we don't feel like we're ever going to get away from this fear or whatever it is that's holding us, if we can reflect back to the other battles that we've won, whatever that may be, big or little, then it can you know, encourage one another. And I, I like we had, uh, I think it was last year, there was a church service that we had that we were supposed to be beaming from Bensville. I'm not sure if you remember it. And the audio didn't work. Anyone remember that? So, so as much as that was a freak out, right? We had people sharing their testimonies. And I'll tell you, I can't get enough of it. Because I may be really struggling with something, which you don't know, or vice versa. And hearing that someone has moved a little bit more forward with it, or maybe that they've overcome it completely. I tell you, it gives me a, a brand new, right, let's go again, let's go again, let's go again, you know? So sharing your testimony about how you've overcome something encourages all of us, no matter how big or little you think it may be. So we've talked about all these types of fears and how most of them are bad, but I want to talk about one fear that I'd like you to keep, uh, like you to keep and grow with. Well, that sounds strange. We've been talking about moving away from them, haven't we? Fear of God. Now, when I think of the fear of God, I think of these things. It's a deep respect, reverence, awe of God's power and authority. Rather than causing someone to be afraid of God, a proper fear of the Lord leads us to love him. He is our safe tower, our safety. 
In Hebrews 12, so I've got a couple more scriptures and then we're, we're moving to communion. Therefore, since we are received, so this is Hebrews 12, 28 for the fact checkers. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The only fear we need to have, godly fear. 2 Kings 17, 39. For the Lord your God you shall fear, and he will deliver you from the hands of all your enemies. Psalm 66, 16. Come and hear, all of you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. Proverbs 2, 5. There you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So even having the fear of God starts us on the journey of uh, knowing God better and the knowledge of God. Good stuff. And lastly, I do say lastly quite often because I want you to feel encouraged that I'm finishing. <laughs> Ephesians 5, 17 to 21. Therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipant, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always for all things of God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So maybe this fear of God, this reverence, this awe, this love we have for him, is maybe the only fear we should be sharing with one another. So uh, what I'd like to do now, and we're going to move into communion. So I just want to talk about uh, how would I'd like communion to run, um, and then we will be back. So uh, first thing I'd like us to do, I'm going to...